I'm Stargate Pioneer from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. Has Carl Grimes broke bad? Can an iPhone really be budget? In the Matrix, our bodies charge our phones. And do the guys really talk about a four-year-old story like it's brand new and much more? So grab your spoons because the soup is served. Welcome, welcome once again to Digital Soup. This is episode 60. We are the only podcast that constantly has wardrobe malfunctions. (laughs) tons of them every episode (laughs) gotta be wearing a wardrobe to have a malfunction (laughs) oh a little too much information well bodies for radio (laughs) (laughs) definitely and we don't even have voices for radio which really sucks it's terrible (laughs) i mean we should just be put to death you know (laughs) wow a little extreme (laughs) harsh (laughs) well if we're gonna do a podcast it's gotta be extreme (laughs) extreme well, everybody joining me again, once again, in the Digital Soup Virtual Studio is Adam and usually Dave. How goes it, gentlemen? Bueno, bueno. I don't speak Spanish. It means good. Oh, it would have been funny if I said, I don't speak Italian. <laughs> Should have said that. Uh, yeah, what is Italian for, for good? I would have no idea. Well, me pizza? So I'm gonna, it's Pizza. <laughs> now, is pizza really Italian bene. or has that always been a myth? Bene. The spaghetti. Hey, it's a bene. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> As he calls it out. <laughs> Speaking of Mario, yeah. um, are we going to have a little bit of Mario Kart action on our phones? I hope so, man, because I love me some Mario Kart. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about this here, Adam. Well, Nintendo announced that the latest of its intellectual properties to make the leap to smartphones is Mario Kart. So oh. there's, there's an app called Mario Kart Tour that's going to be released uh, next year, meaning, well, I said next financial year, so that puts it between April 2018 and March 2019. So quite a spread. So there's no real details other than it will exist at this point, but um, I'd say considering the popularity of Mario Kart, going back console to pre-console to pre-console, it's going to be pretty awesome if they uh, if they do it right. And how cool would that be if you could race against your friends online? That would be just awesome. Oh. The only thing I'm concerned with is controls. Yep, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Unless they hey, fix tilt. that controls. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> how do you do that power slide, though? Uh, you have to physically slide at home. <laughs> <in> your... <laughs> so you got to be in like an office chair on wheels, and you're like... Yeah. <laughs> yep, you want to chill on wheels. <laughs> now, uh, like Adam said, we don't, you know, nobody knows much about this. There hasn't been a whole lot of information released. But here's what I want to do right here. I don't know if you two are privy to this uh, because, well, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. Uh, uh, I'm not a spazzle like Adam, but I'm a geek and a nerd. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a few years back, and this was easily probably i'm sorry that was annoying go ahead yeah it was fine probably about a decade or so ago i had done this write-up that i was planning on sending to nintendo uh it was a it was a game what do you want to call it uh a, a game idea premise that i wanted to send in a yeah proposal there we go hmm. not yeah. an indecent one either <laughs> just a regular regular <laughs> yeah proposal. just a regular one 
But uh, so maybe you guys have heard this before, but maybe you haven't. My, I was, I was huge over a decade ago. I was huge into the original EverQuest game, and you were huge. So, yeah, huge. <laughs> so I was MMO RPGs on the brain. But you know, also about that time, I was loving me some Mario Kart 64. So here's what I thought. What if Nintendo was to meld these two play styles? What it would do is like six days out of the week, you played Mario Kart World. And that was just a title I had, you know, just thought of it. But Mario Kart World, where you would play it as Mario characters and you're running around this 3D world like EverQuest, like World of Warcraft, uh, doing quests, finding car parts. Like you would go on a quest for the um, obsidian tires for your cart. And Those you would you you yeah, it was of course obsidian. But you would you would fight and you would find, you know, you'd quest for all these. You couldn't just buy them. You'd quest for them and you'd put together put add these to your cart and every Sunday there was no MMORPG style game like the EverQuest. It went to Mario Kart. Now your whole uh, week's worth of work that you got all these parts and stuff, you would then race on Sundays. You would have, you know, all these qualifying matches or whatever you call them and then they'd have like the big like indie where all the winners got to then race. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Wow. Hmm. It's quite quite the scale of the game. No, that's kind of cool. I thought it would be because using Nintendo's ingenuity and how they do this type of stuff, I, I thought it would be awesome. And hmm. yeah, I kind of hope a Mario Kart tour is like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Something it will that, be. that scope on the phone, you know. You know what? You should just you should still send that to Nintendo. You should be. Uh, yeah, and, I w- and do an audio clip so that it says, and then get this part on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> we're gonna race. It's a me, a Mario, and it'll be just one big promo for the the whole ad. That that's how that's how we present it to Nintendo. We just do one of those Sunday, Sunday, Sunday ads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dig up our monster truck one. What was that episode we did? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, put Adam together you, the monster truck like special. I forget what episode that was. Yeah, you did the voice then, didn't you, Dave? Yeah, it no, was all I your voice. I didn't. Or was it Adam? That was Adam. Boy, I'm trying to remember which. Uh, I think it was the April Fools uh, leading up to the our April Fools episode. Could have been. Oh. Wasn't it like a, a preview or not a preview, but a promo for it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. You know, probably. it's hard when you got to think that far back and bring those memories back. You know, I can't remember yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Even well, remember. one thing that can help you bring those memory memories back. <laughs> how about March 29th, twenty ninth, twenty eighteen? For seventy bucks, you can have your own Commodore sixty four mini. Oh wow! So does Justin Timberlake have to bring the mini back? <laughs> He's bringing um, mini yep. back. That's <laughs> <Let's see>. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now we uh, we, we talked about this uh, a few episodes back. Yep. Oh, sorry. I, I stepped all over your singing. No, I sang all over your stepping. Oh. <laughs> Dub stepping. A <laughs> 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 little bit like Steppenwolf going after uh, Diane, right? You know what I'm saying? Steppen, stepping on or, wolves. Or Diana, maybe. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> no, I'm not. Diet. I'm just. I'm Wonder Who did it? I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> Steppenwolf stepped all over. <laughs> Um, so going back to the actual article we had talked about this we, we talked about this back in episode 41 yeah and we you know when we saw this this retro console coming out but 29 like episodes ago oh um, no 19 never mind <laughs> i can't count. i'll do the maths 
<laughs> so, um, like Dave mentioned, seventy bucks, March 29th, twenty eighteen. This uh, this is coming out, and this is this uh, little. The console itself looks like a little miniature um, Commodore sixty four keyboard, and you get to play all of your your fun old school Commodore sixty four games that I never actually was able to play, mm-hmm. but Jason is old enough that he probably did. I did. I had a couple of friends that had a Commodore sixty four, so I did get to play a few of the games on it. Nice, hmm. nice. Now, this to me is just another thing in the long line of these retro game plugged directly into your TV um, kind of consoles. Um, the, I guess the big difference is that it's the the Commodore sixty four is not your classic gaming system that you think about when you think of retro gaming, but it, it still was looks the cool. game and computer of the time. Oh right. man, this thing is going to have Gribbly's Day Out on it. <laughs> Gribbly's Day Out <laughs> confusion oh, with a Z. They were ahead of the time, man. No they, kidding. Now that's the you know that's the trend. You know, put a Z at the end of something. Here they spelled confusion with a Z. Oh, like days, Jumpman, oh, nice. Mega Apocalypse. What was the game when we on episode forty one? You guys, uh, you and that was when we had our guest Cody Prebon. You guys were talking about a game. I can't remember what what game that was though. Uh, California Games was a big one at that time. I remember that. Yeah, that was on there, but I don't know. I forget. I mean, uh, Virtual Hacky Sack, nothing better. <laughs> Deflector with a <laughs> D-E-F-L-E-K-T-O-R. They got some edgy spelling back in the C64 days. It set, it set it apart. <laughs> edgy spelling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a misspellings back in the C64 days. So, you know what's interesting? This... <laughs> <laughs> the, the this little C sixty four mini allows a USB keyboard to be attached yeah. and supports the basic programming language. So it's gonna look like you have a keyboard plugged into a littler keyboard. <laughs> so I mean aw. Aw. <laughs> Can I just mention that this uh this mini C sixty four, just like Vern Troyer, is fun sized. I just had man. to. We, we're trying to do a Vern Troyer joke every week. I think this <laughs> okay. is three in a row. Welcome so back. We're to, doing good. Welcome back to Troyer Cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking at this in this article, though. I mean, the, the C64. I don't know if this is worth even seventy bucks to me. I mean, I I didn't jump on the mini SNES Classic when I had a chance, and I still kind of regret it, but not really. Yeah. But looking at it's this, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. So. I mean, you look at this. This was uh, the original Commodore 64 launched August 82. It was about 595 bucks, and they're saying that's equivalent to just over $1,500 in today's money. Can you imagine? Dang. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine You spending... can get an iMac, 5K iMac for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, think about if, if PlayStation or Xbox came out and said, yeah, we've got this awesome new game machine. It's going to be $1,500. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's mind blowing that they were that. How many much. should I order? <laughs> yeah. well, okay, now you sound like uh, Mister Winston uh, the Third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. Gilligan's Island. Lovely. <laughs> oh, uh, he sounded much more like the woman from Gil- Gilligan's Island. <laughs> what was so? her name? Mrs. Mrs. Marianne? No, <laughs> Mrs. Howell. Mrs. Howell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say Gilligan himself. <laughs> Well, speaking of expensive stuff, yeah, <laughs> it looks like Apple's working on a less expensive phone. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, they they've got rumors out now, and, and I, I'm almost hesitant to say this because I found this story of all places on Fox News, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it's basically though by a guy I think that writes for Tom's Guide, and sure. so 
But they they've got a new line of phones coming out. It looks like um, where they're going to have the decent six point one inch uh, screen size, which isn't too much smaller, if I remember right, than the Plus line right now. Uh, if, I, I hate to interrupt the story, but but the photo on the news article, you guys have to check it out. It looks like the guy about to get crushed by a Burger Time bun. <laughs> by a what? <laughs> burger Time. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the phone's about to just crush this man. <laughs> and it's so, the iPhone anyway. X too. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh man. But yeah, it's got a it's got a nice size screen. But they're going to go back to using an LCD instead of the new OLED from the iPhone X. Uh, I'm going to drop some of the features, such as 3D Touch. They're going to go back to a standard rectangular battery instead of the new L-shaped batteries that are in the newer phones. Um, you know, it's going to mean a little less battery time, maybe slightly slower performance, but they're looking to put it out as a budget-friendly model. And honestly, with the woes of the iPhone X or 10, you know, they're, they're talking about this summer already that's going to be discontinued, stop production on it. A lot of people think, oh, it's the end of the world, the 10 failed. I myself kind of think, no, it's just because they're going to get ready to announce the next line of phones. It's kind of in line with their normal product cycle, I guess you'd say. But we'll we'll have to see what happens there. But if they can come out with a nice budget you know, model phone, that'd be great, except for the fact I just upgraded to an 8 Plus this last week. And now they're going to come oh, out. Oh, did you? You didn't even tell me, dude. No, I, I did. My, my 6S <laughs> Plus started giving me a lot of issues um, two different times I was sitting there, the, the phone just locked up, couldn't shut it off, couldn't, um, you know, close anything. Nothing was responding. It just locked up for like a half hour at a time and don't know what was going but on. Why is it. this how I have to find out? Well, I, I, I was, I was taking our own advice and saying, save it for the show. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I think this could be. Kind of a, you know, I don't want to say a game changer, but something in Apple's lineup that they've really been missing because for the last few years, Apple is known as being the high end Apple tax, you know, for lack of a, a better yep. term. And if they well, can when come your in, new phone's a thousand bucks. Yeah. And if they can come in with something that's a little more budget friendly, I think they're going to sell pretty decently because I think at the end, I mean, I know there's a lot of Android fans out there, Samsung, everything mm-hmm. else. You know, I know on our network, we've got a few people that love their Pixel phones even, <laughs> Steven. But um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, and nothing wrong with those phones. I don't have any experience with them. But I know for a lot of people, one of the driving factors is because they can't justify the cost of the Apple phones. And if they can get into a you know, brand new iPhone on a little bit more of a budget price, I think a lot of people are willing to say, you know what, I'm fine with it having an LCD instead of the OLED. You know, I'm fine okay. with it not having the 3D touch features and all of that. Give me a phone that works solidly with the new iOS and, and let's roll at a, at a better price. That's awesome. Right. Can I just interject here real fast? No. Nope. Okay, next story. <laughs> no, of course, man. What's up? What I wanted to just throw out here is uh, they keep touting, and in this article here, it mentions budget several times, including the um, title. Mm-hmm. Now, when I think budget, um, I think, you know, definitely cheaper than, uh, you know, the flagship, uh, you know, models that are out there. Right. But I also think, I don't think $700 as budget. Yeah. In the Android world, if you buy a, a budget Android phone, you get a four to eight core um, phone for $100. Hmm. I consider that budget. $700 is like a flagship Android phone. Yeah. 
But then you get made fun of by real Apple owners. <laughs> and you get stuck with a Windows phone. And <laughs> what is that, LCD? <laughs> Mine's OLED. No big deal. See, Jason, hey, I got, got WebOS on my palm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's thinking budget uh, in terms joke. of, like, dollar menu. And Apple's thinking budget in terms of, like, Red Robin restaurant, you know, premium budget, I guess, still. In, in, I mean, <laughs> Red Robin oh, restaurant. Yeah. You know, you, you think of like, the Royal Red Robin oh, burger, though? Oh, man, yeah. It's got bacon. Red in Robin. Oh, they got mm. some. Uh, the closest one to <laughs> us is, of course, down in the, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and so don't get there that I got, often. But I got one a half hour away. Yeah, I got one in St. Cloud now, Dave. Oh, oh so St. Cloud's a little closer. Nice. Another reason okay. to go visit Adam. I think it is. It's got to be. It, oh, it is, yeah. It's, it's a little bit... West, but it's still closer yeah. probably than uh, I think I can get oh. to St. Cloud in like two and a half hours versus three. There you go. Yeah, we should we should hang. Yeah, yeah. Not to interrupt this Red Robin talk here real fast, but I'm on uh, <laughs> Apple's uh, official website, Apple.com, right now, mm-hmm. and they are actually announcing the successor to the iPhone 10. Yep. Um, and they're just going with the version number. It's 10.1 Puma. What is that? Are you serious? I forget. I'm talking to non-Apple people. I'm sorry. Um, Mac OS 10.1 was Puma. So oh, okay. Uh, it's because they said that your you know, jokes they're, they're, fell flat. Yeah. They're gonna stay with the 10 <laughs> number, and they're gonna have 10.1, 10.2, 10.3, Should I keep going? I want yeah. them. What, to what name happens this when they go to 10.10? Yeah, XX. <laughs> uh, then then they go to Mac OS, and they're gonna call it Sierra. <laughs> it's not. Oh. It's not too bad till they get way up there, Adam, and it's. XXX. Oh. The iPhone triple. What if there's iPhone <laughs> iPhone Dosa keys? <laughs> I don't always grab for my phone. <laughs> but when I do, I prefer Dosa keys. <laughs> uh, you know what else we should be watching out for? What's that? The Matrix Power Watch. Yeah. Um, this is, as Jason kind of teased at the beginning of the show, a new wearable smartwatch that is powered only by the heat of your wrist. So uh, there's probably a few people that are just cold blooded that won't be able to wear this. But for well, everybody oh, mine else, will be fully charged constantly. I <laughs> wonder. Hot. I wonder about something because do you guys remember? I don't. I can't remember which episode it is. I should have looked this up. It just occurred to me. We had that science story about um, wearable this, fabrics. Well, yeah, where it was like this thin, almost rubber material. And we were talking. Jason went right away to like, "Hey, let's put this on the kids and milk them for power." And um, <laughs> milk them for power. Well, nobody's okay. Let's get this straight. Nobody's milking kids. Well, that, yeah, I, did, I didn't mean like that uh, in the uh, meet the Fockers way, but um, no. Hey, I got kids. Can you milk them, Craig? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I don't like where this is going with this new fabric. I wonder if this is if this phone is kind of using some of that same technology in a way. I, I got to be honest. I know. You know, I wrote that article about fitness trackers and if they're worth it and, and all of that. And, you know, go go read that if you haven't yet, and, and you'll see what I said about that. But I don't wear a fitness tracker at this point in time because primarily I just don't wear watches or anything. But this one, it's sharp looking. It looks like a standard watch, real comfortable, sleek, minimal design. But you never have to charge this thing. Now, it does not have, from what I understand any of the heart rate monitoring monitoring functions, which may or may not be a deal breaker for you, depending on what you're looking for. But as far as all the basic stuff, steps and activity, um, you know, calories burned, they're saying it's actually a more accurate calorie count because it's measuring it directly from the heat generated on your body. So it can tell, you know, how, how much you're actually burning. But 
It is water resistant, I guess, or you know, waterproof, whatever you want to call 50 it. Fifty meters. Yeah. Yep. I think this is just a really nice looking watch. It is. Uh, Very. Sleek. I would wear it. It's a first, like, kind of in, interesting looking smart, smartish watch because mm-hmm. I don't. Doesn't look like you can get like email and stuff on there. Or can no, you? I, I, you know, I think they've they've got a model they're calling the Power Watch X. What's with the X's, people? Come on. But anyways, it's. <laughs> well, they also have a Black Ops special, which yeah. I think is kind of funny. It's got a little bit different strap in the the watch. Face what if is, they could play zombies? Well, the, what <laughs> is, the watch face, <laughs> the watch face is black instead of the the chrome silver look. But that Power Watch X adds a little bit more, uh, up to two hundred meter water resistance, uh, silicone rubber strap. Um, you know, price on these things they're not that bad compared to when you look at a high end Fitbit or. Apple Watch or the Garmin, you know, offerings, you know, for the basic power watch, 199 bucks, I think an average Fitbit is like 149, somewhere in there. So not too bad. And even the real high-end power watch X, 280 bucks, go look at Garmin's offerings for the runners and stuff. You're looking at 2 to 300 dollars easy. And so and this one's sharp. It's it's nice looking. Yeah. They are real nice. Yeah, you're right. That PowerWatch X has the notifications built in, so that's kind of cool. Right. I like right. it. I like it. Yeah, very cool. So, I mean, $30 well, even, shipping, yeah. you're, you're looking at about 300 bucks when yeah. at the end of the day. Now, just to point out here real fast, even the uh, the standard PowerWatch one does say it has connectivity to Android and iOS, mm-hmm. so it must do some type of hand and off of it, uh, notifications. What it's going to do is connect with the, the app they've got coming that's going to help sync up so you can view on your phone your activity steps you've taken, your sleep patterns, um, even how much electric power you're producing during the day, um, things like that. They, they kind of equate it to you know reading your electric meter at home, which very interesting tech put into a very, very stylish package, I guess you'd say. Hmm. I mean, very minimalistic, you know, the sleek chrome black design. Everything the app they're showing is very simple looking. Really, really like the look of this. You so know what? I just clicked on order now. Sorry, Adam. Um, just to check out the prices here, and they're not bad. It, the the standard one starts out at one ninety nine with the X topping out at two seventy nine. So it's not like yeah. astronomical. It's almost like we just said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I was uh, I was uh, playing Ark. Doing something else. <laughs> and, these watches are also powered by body heat. <laughs> In case you hey, didn't know. So to answer Dave's question, I've been digging a little bit further into the site as we've been talking. The Power Watch uses thermoelectric generator that senses body heat and converts it to energy. We already said that. But mm-hmm. it has to have a hot and a cold side to operate. The hot side is the circular black aluminum plate on the back. The cold side is the entire metal bezel and the body of the watch. Oh. And they're separated oh. from each other by a layer of insulating thermoplastic. Hmm. And it harvests. So is this like the Matrix McDLT? Yeah. (laughs) It's like the Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a Happy Meal, a milkshake, Diet Coke, and bigger, larger, smaller size of chicken oriental with a salad on the side. Uh, Well, somebody likes YouTube. (laughs) TEGs harvest the heat flowing from the hot side to the cold side and turn it into the electricity. Nice. Neato. So it has a small battery that's charging constantly whenever you wear it, Mm -hmm. and it maintains time and fitness data when you're not wearing it for up to a year. Wow. Mm That's pretty cool. And the cool thing is, is they're only about one ninety nine to two seventy nine. Yeah. How much is shipping though? <laughs> Are you looking at like thirty bucks? <laughs> I don't know. It might be free. Can you get it at GameStop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We should probably uh, keep on carrying. I on want here, one of so. these. The more I look at it, I want one. I think they're pretty slick. They actually, this is like a fairly classy. I, I would wear this to work. You know, yeah. Not that I work in a classy joint, <laughs> but it, you know, professional <laughs> environment, this would fit in. Um, Only thing they'll make it better is if it had a Neo faceplate. Oh, 
for sure because it's matrix <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, it's the new it's morpheus um basic cable last week two of the larger basic cable networks in uh sci-fi in usa decided to finally allow dropping f-bombs during their shows that's gonna garner the extra listeners for sure maybe that's why wwe is thinking about leaving usa now that they got their clean image yeah <laughs> i doubt it but it's possible <laughs> it, it just to me <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know we're getting much, so much more used to it, you know, on a day-to-day basis. You hear, you know, culturally, language is shifting, things like that. But I don't know if I like this because, I mean, I've got young kids, and we don't watch a ton of live TV. But still, just knowing that if we're at someone's house and they're watching something, you know, just something in the background, all of a sudden you might hear F-bombs start being dropped – I don't. I don't know if I love this too much, and I don't want that to sound like I'm just being a prude or something. But it's it's kind of like I, don't I know, know what you're saying. What what's the no, point of it? What are you hoping boat. to gain from from doing this? You know what I mean? Ratings. They're hoping to gain. Yeah, some but ratings. in today's day and age, dropping an f bomb. How much does that actually make someone go? I'm gonna watch that show because they drop f bombs left and right. <laughs> well, you know, TV Guy does have their f bomb section, and it lists every show that drops it for that week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you hear it all <laughs> over. <laughs> Joking, <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I was get like, they TV actually Guide. waste time on that. Nobody reads TV Guy <laughs> except maybe like Grandpa. He <laughs> <laughs> might be listening. Thanks, Grandpa. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, it seems to be the trend. I mean, how many podcasts out there do you listen to where they they dub themselves as a comedy podcast, and the main thing that they rely on to to indicate that they're cutting edge and funny is the fact they drop a nonstop stream of f bombs. I mean, I, to me, that it doesn't add humor. I mean, I'm I have the mouth of a trucker or a sailor, whatever you want to call it. I I, I cuss and swear all the time. Not around my kids, and we keep it clean. At work. No, not, yeah. at, not at work. How can either. I effing help you? Yeah. What, are you, what kind of loan do you effing need? Sit down here. Forget about yeah. it. But, I mean, I just don't think that this is something that's really going to help them out. I mean, no. I don't now, know. Now, keep in mind, it, if, and I'm not taking this from the article, but these cable... Cable doesn't fall under the FCC, like those rules. Right. They've always just kind of chose to not have swears, you know, or to, to limit their stuff so it's more family-friendly. Yeah. Um, now, it does look, when I see in here, they're only going to allow that during, like, the TVMA shows and stuff like okay. that. But So later um, at night? Hopefully. Yeah. You know, not that, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people listening going, who cares? It's 2018. Right. Uh, kids can hear swear words, but uh, I don't know. Some of us still do. Yeah, and I mean, I, just, I, I still, I feel, I agree. Yeah, with you. I, I still have some some family values, even though I curse. And, and there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a there's a time and place for it, you know, where when yeah. you're hanging out with your friends or something, and you're just gonna let loose or whatever. That's fine. But even then, I mean, how many of us, you know, not just you guys, but listeners, have that one friend where you get in you get in in contact with them, be it over the phone or you're hanging out. And it even gets annoying to listen to there because it's just nonstop, you know, cussing and, and everything else. It's just kind of a, you know, don't you have any better vocabulary well, than that? You know, I think a lot of this comes from, you know, our generation and our parents and stuff where I remember my mom always saying, you know, if all you do is swear, you sound so unintelligent. Right. You know, that kind of that kind of thing. So well, I was thinking the same thing. You know, I was I was trying to do a podcast earlier and one of my uh Co-host said A double S, and I was offended. <laughs> I was shortening the word assume. 
<laughs> he wanted, hey, Jason, you know what that means? He was trying to leave out you and me. Yeah, yep, exactly. exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> the listeners aren't going to hear it because you stuck, took it out of the out of the episode hey, anyway. But question for you guys. How many F-bombs do you think happened around uh, this this world, not just the country, but the world when Carl Grimes got bit? Followed by the word yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Carl? Carl! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just making a, a I, I don't know, a lot of a lot of f bombs. <laughs> um, speaking so, speaking of f bombs, was there any f bombs on Breaking Bad? I never <laughs> a watched of, a lot of b bombs. B bombs, yeah, Jesse Pinkman. So you never watched it, and I that's didn't. pretty rare in the world nowadays. The first episode I watched, but that was it. So apparently, AMC has basically come out and said Walking Dead is uh, uh, the predecessor or not the predecessor but the uh, successor to uh, breaking bad in other words breaking bad was the prequel to walking dead no so dun, what dun, what they're dun. saying is that blue meth is what turned everybody into zombies basically yeah. are they actually saying that or are they just saying this is i, I mean it kind of has to be well there's there's a little speculation happening about it because they're thinking that the meth got so addictive everyone got addicted to it and then people went off the rails and then that let loose this virus or whatever was going on and so i don't know it's it's i i don't i'm i don't watch either one of these shows you know I, i've breaking bad i've thought about watching everyone says it's so good but they also say it's so dark and i don't know if dark. i'm yeah and i just don't know if no. i'm up for that this theory has been around for a long time though, right, Jason? This is this is like I a had, four year old story. The first I heard at. about it is when you guys just told me about it. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I literally had not heard this prior to this. <laughs> okay. So the guy Great. who doesn't no, watch I'm, anything. I, I never watched Breaking Bad except the the first episode, and I just couldn't get you know past his tidy whities so I never continued. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, it's a good show. Anyway, um, yeah, I know I'm missing out. I, I do understand. You'll get around to it. AMC basically, yeah, right. Of, they, it's like it's like Dave and Walking Dead. He's like, I gotta go through eight seasons. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I ain't Ugh. gonna do that. Just skip to the end. Yeah, that's a good podcast. You guys ever listen to that one? Skip to the hey, end. Hey, 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 if we're not seeing any uh, residuals <laughs> oh. here, we're not gonna promote it. No, you else. know what? Though they're they're uh, from overseas. They're a fun one. I mean, this wasn't a planned promotion, but they're a movie podcast. So if you're looking for something where they go really, really deeply into a handful of movies each week, give them a listen. But let them know Digital Soup sent you, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> done. Done and done. But yeah, it looks like um, AMC seemed to confirm it. Uh, there's a little Easter egg featured in the uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead series that kind of convinced viewers that it's set in the same universe. Um, so either, everything from little things of the blue meth and uh, even uh, Daryl talking about his his brother's drug dealer is the you know describing this janky little white guy or whatever <laughs> that was when he's talking about Jesse Pinkman. Of right. course, this is weird because you guys haven't seen the show, so that's great. I know I know a um, lot of yeah. it because. Everyone talks about it, of course, and I, I don't, for for Breaking Bad, I don't care if people spoil it. Same with Walking Dead, because I know I'm never going to watch it, so spoil away. But So I've heard a lot of the story and know you know a lot of what happens and who the characters are, but it just doesn't seem like, excuse me, like my cup of tea. 
Well, there was another big show that uh, uh, was just a network just uh, revealed that it was a prequel sequel uh, show, um, and it was um, Facts of Life and Golden Girls. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Can you believe that? That would be brilliant. But, well, where's Tootie? I, I just don't know which one's Tootie, though. <laughs> Adam doesn't get it because he didn't see either of the shows. <laughs> I remember watching Facts of Life and Smatterings of Golden Girls as a kid, but that's I don't remember any of the characters. Um, Speaking of smattering, have you ever splattered a wasp? Um, <laughs> no, but I think, <laughs> wow. I think we're going to talk about the Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's right. Um, so the the first official trailer, for and not the way Dave wants to splatter oh that wasp, God. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, he'd be lost in her eyes, if you know what I'm saying. Jeez, oh, uh, who put a quarter in him tonight? I don't know. It all started <laughs> with having... started with me saying uh, a naughty word. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the first trailer came out. Uh, you can check out our article on our take on this at digitalsuitpodcast.com. Yes. And um, this trailer actually looked pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, Decent, yeah. A lot of people are commenting on Evangeline Lilly's character's outfit as looking like it has male genitalia on the front. Um, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> if you look at the, go to our site and look at the, like, the promo picture for it. Oh, I um, see the promo picture, but it's kind of dark there. I can't tell. Oh, okay. I mean, it's clearly got female chesticles, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... But then, so the whole shape of the what's on the front. Yeah, the way it comes down to a point there, I could I yeah. could see that, but yeah. I don't know. I, I'm women excited. women gotta wear cups too. Yeah. No. I, I I'm really excited about this movie because I mean Black Panther's right around the corner, which you know that's the big news he is? right now. Yeah, get away from my corner, <laughs> yeah. Black Panther. No, and let me bounce something <laughs> off you. And this maybe is just me being ultra Ow. ultra paranoid in today's culture. I'm really excited for Black Panther. I think the the trailers, everything looks fantastic. But I had a thought occur to me recently. I don't know what. I was listening to something. I I don't know what I was doing. I I had something on in the background, and I was listening to to people talk about how Black Panther is going to be so amazing, and it's an all-black cast, and there's people that aren't excited about it because of, you know, the fact that there's no white people in it or whatever it is. And I I thought to myself... Well, there's some white people in there. Well, yeah, you know, for me, it's like this is another example of can't people just watch a movie, be happy we've got a comic book movie on on the screen? <laughs> no, no, but, no. We need to talk about all the racism and terms and yeah, let's, political statements. Exactly. Let's turn it into something escape. political. And to me, I thought about it, and it made me wonder. On the off chance a person goes to see the Black Panther movie coming out. <laughs> and doesn't like and it. And doesn't like it. <laughs> and is not a black man do, or woman. Do you dare say that you didn't enjoy that movie? Or if you come out of it and say, you know what? I wasn't really a fan. It missed the mark on this and this or whatever. Are you going to be labeled a racist or something for not liking the Black Panther movie? Because it's, you know, the celebration well, in the comic book world of, you know. I hope culture. not. I really God, hope I, not. I hope I'm, not, I'm hoping that we're. I hoping. I'm hoping that we are mature enough to understand a good movie is a good movie, no matter exactly. what who's in it. Just like we can understand if a person is good or bad, no matter what or where they're from. Right. You know what I mean. Yep. Let's let's just let's just enjoy a movie. You know, it's it's going to be a Marvel. It's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. It's not going to suck. No. <laughs> but <laughs> we might like other ones better. We might like other ones worse. Right. I don't know. Well, it's and all that's part of the same universe. That's why I'm so excited about this Ant Man movie because Black Panther is coming out. But this is a, another one of the real heavy storylines, serious storylines leading to Infinity War. And then you've got, of course, Infinity War coming out, and so many 
of the more recent Marvel movies, with the exception of Thor. That was just unabashed fun. But they've all got this real dark overtone, like it's leading to this big, bad battle that's happening in Infinity War. Ant-Man just looks fun. It looks like the type of comic book movie that there's no issue sitting down with your kids and watching this because it's just fun. They do reference, you know, the, the trailer opens up with um, Scott Lang, Paul Rudd's character, and Evangeline Lilly, who is um, Hope Van Dyne. And they're, they're having a conversation because he's gotten arrested by the FBI. You know, he was in prison at the end of uh, Civil War. And he asks her, you know, I just, I just wonder if, if I would have asked you for your help when Captain America called, would you have come? And, you know, she kind of plays coy with it and says, well, I, I know one thing, you, you know, you wouldn't have gotten caught if I did. And so it, they, <laughs> they are going to reference that. And I know the, the synopsis of the movie, you know, from what I've seen, they're trying to go back and rescue the original Wasp, which was Evangeline Lilly's mother, um, from the quantum realm, which is where in the first Ant-Man, when he shrinks down to microscopic size and goes into that area, he just keeps shrinking and going subatomic. And he he makes it back from there, so they're going to try and rescue her. But this trailer doesn't really show anything about that. It's all just showing off how cool they're going to do stuff with a lot of shrinking and blowing up of stuff as far as size. I mean, they shrink buildings, they shrink that car and that chase, and then they get their van underneath the bad guy's van and then blow it up full size again. Yeah, that's just, pretty cool. Yeah, some really cool visuals. But more than anything, it just looks really, really fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get off this superhero uh, movie kick that we're talking about right here and go on to the next story, um, I just got to let you, you know, let you guys know and let you know our listeners know that I finally got around to watching Justice League. Nice. Today. It ah. took it took me a long time because of the disappointment I had with Batman versus Superman. <laughs> And I, I'm not even joking. I was very disappointed in that movie. I did not care much for it. And this one, outside of the the bad CGI, well, I guess we're, I'm mustache? not going to say bad CGI. Well, yeah, I looked. I was looking to try to see if I could. You didn't see, see a it? scene. You know when I, I, didn't, I didn't. I did not see the it. The opening I, sequence is one. Yeah, he does look totally. When he's weird. on the when the little kid is like cell phone videoing him. In the opening yeah. title scenes, that's all his CGI'd mustache out of there. His mouth is funky looking. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I guess I didn't start looking until a little bit later. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There's a mustache yeah, in here. I got to keep looking for. Honestly, it. I think Mustache Gate got blown way out of proportion because even though it wasn't perfect, I don't think the average person had they never heard about the story being such a big deal out there. I think most people wouldn't have even noticed anything. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have just left the mustache on him. Was like, I'm oh. trying something new. Well, and we <laughs> it's saw November. Yeah, we saw during the Super Bowl the the ad for the new Mission Impossible, which was the movie he had to keep the mustache for. And if you were watching close, you got to see one scene with Henry Cavill where he's punching out Tom Cruise's character, and he's got this big Tom Selleck mustache. It's pretty impressive. Gosh, yeah. His, oh. well, <laughs> well, now that we've talked about 10 minutes on mustaches, um, <laughs> I, I must ask you a question. Yeah, I just want to reiterate, I did enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, I did think it was heavy CGI in some of the areas, just like in Batman versus Superman. But um, I, I'm going to tell you, I was a little bit surprised because I, you know, I had seen some of this preview and stuff, but... When I'm watching it, I'm like, "What the heck? Uh, this this the bad guy here? I can't remember his name. 
It's he, it's just like the the woman from Ragnarok. They're doing like the same thing. They're oh. trying to terraform a whole planet or or you know destroy a whole planet. I thought that was so similar. Yeah, I could see that. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you got to remember with Justice League, this movie, even though there is a villain, it, it's really a setup just to get the Justice League together. So think back on the original Avengers movie. Who was the main villain in that? Um, boy, I'm drawing a blank now. I should Loki know that. and his team of merry men. That's right. He had the, lo- the, <laughs> and his the Loki pokey stick. That's right. And so <laughs> puny god, you do the Loki pokey and you yeah. turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and then he mind controls you. Yeah, that's right. Did we that- just invent the Loki pokey? Hashtag Loki pokey. Get it trending. <laughs> No, I, I'm pretty sure that's been out there. When the could movie you imagine like out. a whole bunch of people dressed up like Loki doing the hokey pokey? <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> but no, in yeah. that movie, there was a villain. Uh, a villain. There was a story as to you know why the team was getting together and and all of this stuff, the alien invasion, all this stuff. But it's really all about getting this team assembled, which I I really enjoyed, and I I do want to watch Justice League again just haven't got around to it yet but you know seeing it in the theater from from everything i remember from way back then it was a lot of fun and, and you know i'm, I'm still not 100 percent sold on this flash character i i didn't love his costume i you know i don't know he just kind of missed the mark a little bit but i didn't hate it as much as some people did but i do want to say I, I meant to say it while we were talking about ant-man and the wasp just if, if you do go check out our article that we wrote on the website um huge huge thank you to the the Disney and Marvel Studios PR team who been in contact with and they were kind enough to get me some uh, images and artwork to use for our website so you know all that all that imagery comes courtesy of them so very very nice of them to do and and uh, allow us to to put that up on our website there so I didn't know they had a Puerto Rico branch that's pretty cool <laughs> they're close what? <laughs> okay, their PR team. <laughs> PR team. Just a horrible, Puerto Rico. Horrible, oh, good. Horrible. Wow, I was struggling with <laughs> riding the struggle bus, folks. <laughs> um, he was always riding the short struggle bus, if you know what I'm talking about. I don't. There's a new bill that uh, mandates replaceable batteries in consumer electronics. Possibly. Oh, nice. What's this Who all wants about? To take this one. Yeah, I want to know more. What is it about? You tell me, Dave. Well. Whoever put it in. I thought you put it in, but I'll take it. I did. I was going to say, wait a minute. Wow. Somebody <laughs> hacked our account was like, these guys Jeez. are going to talk Whoever about hacked this. in and did this, great story. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks like they're finally going to look at, um, I assume this is hot off the heels of the Apple scandal with their batteries, but they're going to look at, you know, mm-hmm. forcing companies um, to, to start putting replaceable batteries in the, the electronics so people aren't stuck. And this is just in the state of Washington right now. I think yeah. they're they're looking at this, and I mean we we've already talked about how it, you can't. There's no service re, like replaceable consumer replaceable battery in like your iPhone, for instance. Right, right. You can so have the like Apple that Store where, do it, but yep. Now, I think then, this. I don't know. I didn't read the the text of the entire bill, but there are some things where you shouldn't or you or you don't need to. Yeah, um, like a Matrix Power Watch. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to on that. But <laughs> well, for, it, you know, throw things that are considered single use and stuff like that. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at it, and you know, of course, Apple right now is is facing investigation from both the SEC and the DOJ um, regarding their disclosure practices, things like that. 
And, you know, I think, and we talked about it when that news broke. I know I myself said anyways, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I, I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I took it actually as news that, you know, Apple is actually trying to extend the life of their products by doing this. And now they've come out, as we talked about last episode or the episode before, and they're going to announce, you know, full transparency. You'll be able to see your battery health and you can turn the stuff on and off. Maybe too little too late when you get the government involved, but I don't know. Do you, you know it's another case of do we need the government to step in and start making laws about something like this when there's so much else to do, you know? I don't know if... I mean, I guess on the, the Consumer Protection Act side of things, maybe maybe it's worth looking at, but I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, you bring up an interesting point because it, at some point the market for for devices... Is if you sell if you sell a device and your battery is replaceable and your competitors isn't, right? You know, and yours and you're of really similar quality. One of them is going to start to win out. Yeah. Um, so the, it kind of encourages competition to, when there's some freedom to do some of that stuff. Right. Uh, at the same time, though, a lot of people that are buying devices end up just getting frustrated. Um, there was computers I was buying for a while, a Microsoft Surface. You could not replace that battery. Right. Unlike the Dells that we would buy where you can pop the battery out and get a replacement when it dies. So uh, there is the same frustrations um, for multiple devices there. So yeah, I kind of see both sides of the picture. Like, huh, is this a good way to protect people? Who knows? Right. Let, let Washington try it out because I don't know how you're going to – if that law passes and it's a state law only – Right. And the manufacturer's not in Washington. Well, I guess we're not selling there anymore. And I guess they're pushed to get them to create kind of Washington compliant devices. Right. You know, I don't know. Well, when I I read this article too, I wonder, is this bill being pushed really as a way to help consumers and protect people? Or is this just just another another way where, you know, what's the right? I don't want to say left or right side because I don't mean politically. I mean, just like side A is wanting their opinion to be the way it should be, and side B is doing business, like you say, competitive market share. That's how it's going to be to drive these things. And is this just a way where they've put enough influence, they've been vocal enough, and they want to just be able to force their 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 viewpoint on large companies when really this is all directed at Apple because we're not seeing any other companies <clears throat> mentioned in this. This is just much more of this attack on Apple. And I'm not an Apple fanboy. I have an iPhone, and that's the extent of my Apple products. But I thought you had an iPad. I, oh, that's right. I, I have an old iPad, too, that my daughter has that she uses now. But, I mean, other than that, that's all I have Apple-wise. And to me, it's kind of like, like Adam says, the, the competitive advantage. They're making that choice as a business to say, we're going to – sink or swim with this idea of not replacing batteries, not doing this stuff. So if Samsung or or Android or whoever else wants to let them replace a battery, go ahead. We feel strongly enough that our product has XYZ advantage to overcome the downside of not replacing the battery. And let's be honest, I mean, myself and, and the two of you and probably a lot of our listeners, we're not upgrading our iPhones and everything every year. But when you go in and talk to any one of your major carriers, that's the program they're setting people up with is so that they are upgrading devices every single year as the new stuff comes out. They're making it very easy to do that with their financing plans and everything else. Who cares if the devices last 10 years for the small 
demographic like myself or you know anyone else who holds on to their phones as long as they can, I mean, Apple's looking at it saying, well, most of our, our consumer base is upgrading every year anyways. These batteries are going to last just fine through that time. We're going to make that choice and put more effort into features versus batteries. I don't know. Well, I, I don't agree that uh, the government should step in and, you know, mandate how manufacturers, you know, manufacture their product right. and what they sell. They should be able to do what they want. Uh, and I just want to point out that this is nothing new, uh, that Apple has this this closed system where an individual cannot update their stuff themselves. Mm -hmm. They've done it with their iMacs for the longest time. You cannot just pop in a new hard drive. In an iMac, you literally have to take the screen off, take all of the, uh, you know, the the motherboard, you know, the... For, I've done it before. So what you have to do is you have to take the, sc the screen off. Then you have to take the fans off, the cooling fans off. Then you have to remove the CD drive and uh, pull up the motherboard. Then you can get at the actual uh, spot where the um, hard drive is. Mm -hmm. It is tucked under everything. There's no access panels on the back or anything. So they make it so that just Joe Average cannot get into this. They want you to come in and have them repair it at, of course, their costs. Uh, you used to be able to, up until I believe it was the 5K, 5K iMacs, there's a panel at the bottom of the iMac where you can actually uh, take it off and add in memory, upgrade your memory by yourself. Now you can't. Now it is all enclosed inside, and even the Mac Minis, there was a panel at the bottom where you could take it off and put your own memory in it. But with the 2014 versions, they soldered the memory to the board. So at the time you bought it, you had to decide for the lifetime of that uh, system how much memory you wanted. And if you were an idiot and went with four gigs, that, that computer's hosed unless you know you took it into Apple. They could probably desolder and put in some new sticks. But then you're paying the, the astronomical <laughs> prices because... Uh, if you could update, uh, upgrade your own memory, you could get like eight gigs. Well, not anymore. It's really gone up now. I don't know if you've noticed yeah, why is prices. That? I have I, no idea. I know. It's the same reason video cards have gone up, I think, is because everyone is pulling things out of the market because they're trying to get into the cryptocurrency mining. It's just it's a dumb. But what, what I'm saying is you could go from eight gigs to 16 gigs for $200 via Apple. Mm -hmm. Where you could just go, well, you used to be able to buy eight gigs for about 40 bucks. Right. So right yeah. now, I think eight gigs is $200 just at Newegg.com. Right. Hey, Newegg, send me some stuff. I just you know, <laughs> give you a little. So is it just supply and demand that we're running into with RAM right now? I remember like 22 ammunition was impossible to find yeah. for a while, too. I mean, but there's. Well, I know all those militias that started up, they took up all that. <laughs> you know, 22. We're going to go plinking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go squirrel hunt. Squirrel. <laughs> you guys know what time it is? It's time. It's time for a geek off. That is right. It's time for you guys to argue. Although I never make you argue. So this week, we talked about The Walking Dead a little bit earlier. So I want to know: Would you rather wake up to find that you now live? in the world of Skynet and the Terminators, or that you now live in the world of The Walking Dead? Oh, oh it's another super easy one for me, but it looks like Adam's <laughs> struggling. Isn't just so decisive all the time, like, pfft, easy. Like, he just thinks about this stuff. I, I get this feeling like, 
He's got the most absurd scenarios <laughs> planned out in his head so, already. What well, year in Skynet with Terminator 2 are you talking about here? The nasty. Part where every, at, at the height of the height, it. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like yeah, constant so, war and the, yeah. the machines yeah, are where all of man, Like the world is burning. I'll take my chances in Walking Dead. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> do you want to fight? Do you want to fight intelligent, almost uh, indestructible robots? But it's all that oh, sweet tech or, and we're geeks. Or do you want to chop off zombie heads with katanas? You know uh, what I'm saying? Katana. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. We agree. Well, yes. We can't disagree on I, this one. I because- had a feeling that, that you guys would end up on the same side on this one again. But you know, I wasn't sure. I thought I'd throw it out there and, and see if we could spark something. Because I don't know. I, I'm not so sure. Because I, I thought, knowing the two of you and how much you love tech and gadgets and everything else, even though the world is burning... You'd still be in this advanced technology age. Well, no, yeah, but the resistance barely had any tech. Yeah. They were shooting guns, regular old guns, basically, <laughs> weren't they? Like at a baby's the robots. Toy. <laughs> yeah. But you got the Walking what, Dead, though. and they don't even have powers, barely. We well, could so. go back in time and stop See? John Connor. Yeah, you could. And that's at the kill height. John Connor as an infant. I'm gonna steal the declaration of John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so now we got the National Treasure franchise mixed in. Nice, here. we're making Whoa. movies. Let's do exactly. it. Exactly. He has a new movie walk- coming out. I guess that's pretty crazy. A new really? Nick Cage, a new horror movie. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, back to uh, <laughs> Walking Dead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the 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 one thing that you have to worry about in the Walking Dead that you probably would not have to worry about in, um, you know the Skynet era, if you want to say mm-hmm. it, is other humans. Yeah. Other other humans in Walking Dead are, you know, for, if you've watched the show, read the comic, uh, mankind is absolutely horrible uh, to each other. I mean, the, the zombies are a very low risk, unless you get a whole bunch of them. But, you know, other humans are, you know, what you have to look out for. Where if, you know, from all the different movies, all the Terminator movies you've seen, it, it does seem like man does stick together, basically, to fight, um, you know, against Skynet. I've got an idea, guys. Okay, so you are in the Terminator 2 world, and you use your time travel stuff to take a bunch of Terminators back to Walking Dead and eradicate the undead using your Terminators. Okay. And th- uh, T-800s or 1,000s? Because oh, the 1,000s are bad. Let's go with the 800. <laughs> yeah, because, 800. And then you program them kind of like John Connor did. Yeah. And, uh, and then you're golden. You've got Terminator back up. They're just out to eradicate like a, like a vaccine. Boom. Yeah. Problem solved. Or, so, you know what? You take those Terminators back to um, Breaking Bad and get rid of all the blue meth, and then it never happens. Oh, well, yeah. if you're going to do that, <laughs> why make them tra- you know, search out all this meth? Why not just let them go and kill off the guy that was already dying of cancer as it was and get rid of Walter White at the beginning? Yeah. Oh, ultimate solution. There you go. Yep. So what I'm hearing is you Can guys still, with your yeah. <laughs> walking dead for sure <laughs> have now decided you'd rather live in the world of the Terminators. But on the condition that, number one, we can steal and program Terminators. To, and then hey, number What you two, do as can... part of the resistance is up to you. Okay. So it's mm. n- <laughs> nothing's set. I mean, the, the future is what we make of it. 
Yeah. That's what they Even say. The We're going to go back to the future, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's one interesting thing for our listeners. Uh, when Dave was posing this question to himself, he did choose option C, which uh, he would love to live in the Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he you you kind of already do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, it's just like regular modern times. Yeah, let's go over to people Virginia, are Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I don't mean to call out them. I shouldn't say that. Um. So, looks like Spotify is testing a separate music station app. What does this? Mm-hmm. What does this all mean? And so, do, does Spotify not have stations? Like, no, right they they do, but their stuff is all based on on uh, a playlist, basically, and okay. so. So somebody has to create a playlist first. Right. So you have to go in. Now, they do have the ability to say, you know, let's say you pick a favorite song, whatever it is. Uh, let's just, because he was at the Super Bowl, let's just say Justin Timberlake. So you you want to hear a playlist full of songs by Justin Timberlake. You can hit artist and go to radio, and it'll automatically do that. It's part of the main app. But this looks like, this is on Android, but it, it looks like they're mm-hmm. maybe doing something where they're going to take that functionality out and make it just a separate thing where it's its own stations. Um, there are a number of curated, personalized music stations. I'm hoping they don't remove it from the main app because I do use that a lot, and it's pretty decent you know, when you stack it up against something like Pandora or iHeartRadio or things like that. But Well, mm-hmm. I think they're kind of reinventing. They're not re- I mean, they're trying to reinvent the wheel here, but Pandora started this. Mm-hmm. iHeart's good at it. Amazon's good at it. This is nothing new. I mean, to have easy listening. Oh, here's some songs I've never heard of, and you gotta you can either like or dislike the song, and it won't play right. it again. It's really kind of par for the course. Like, I don't see anything innovative in this article right now. Yeah, and I don't me- know why I stressed the wrong syllable when I said innovative. But <laughs> innovative. No, innovative. I I, <laughs> I, I think the- innovative. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> I think what the main reason for this is, because it looks like it's going to tie in, if you already have the Spotify Premium uh, membership, it's going to tie in with that. It's going to remove ads and things like that. But what they're trying to do is make it simpler, because the one thing about Spotify is that there is so much music out there. Sometimes, you know, you got to type in the artist or do a little searching, digging around or whatever to find what you want, and then you can kick it over to this playlist and everything else. This looks like they're just trying to make it a super easy way where you just scroll through the screen and say, well, what do I feel like listening to? And you just hit it and it goes from there. And it will be the adaptive learning where it'll learn as you go if you take the time to hit the yeah. you know equivalent of a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of a thing. And, and it'll learn what you want to do. And some of the... Um, you know, stations that they're putting on there, if you use Spotify, they say you're going to recognize them. Things like the Release Radar and Discover Weekly, which are both excellent um, playlists that get generated by Spotify already based on your listening habits. And it is very, very good for the most part at finding right. music for you that you maybe wouldn't have other otherwise noticed. But Well, that's always a good thing, discovering something new and... Mm-hmm go for it Uh, yeah and to me i think this is just an interesting way for them to go ahead and and try and give people a very simple way to use just that functionality you know very much like um even though it's not a super popular one but how when facebook switched out the messenger 
program into its own app just to make that easily accessible for people to do its own thing and to have its own ecosystem. I think this is just a way for them to try and do something similar and, and streamline the, the process for people. Now, this is still in beta here, mm -hmm. and uh, me being a guy that likes to try things uh, you know, early just to test some stuff out, I did download the APK, installed it. Unfortunately, every time I launched it, it, it allowed me to log in with my, um, my actual Spotify email address and password, right. but then uh, when it would start to, I'm assuming it's it's... It's first when it tries to bring all the radio stations in, you know, download them, you know, all the, yep. you know, I don't know. I don't know what it was trying to do, but I kept getting airs uh, saying that it could not connect at this time. Mm. I tried it on uh, cell data and uh, Wi-Fi, sure. and it could not either time. I uninstalled, reinstalled it, and it still did not work. Could it be my phone itself? Possibly. Uh, I don't have any other Android phones, uh, you know, active right now to try it on. I was going to say, Dave, why don't you uh, grab your wife's phone uh, one of these days and install it? Do you know how to install uh, APKs? Well, before you no. do that, looking at the actual Google Play Store in this, they've got about 25 reviews. Mm -hmm. It's about three stars right now. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are highlighting you can't skip forward and you can't dislike or choose artists, mm. which kind of... Well, when I downloaded this a couple of days ago, it's, it wasn't in the Google Play Store. That's weird. Okay. Well, yeah, what they're saying is, <laughs> how, how's it supposed to learn if it can't know what I don't like? Uh, can't disagree with that. So. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, but I think if they're, this seems to me like basically an internet radio station through Spotify, but you can kind of pick your genre, which right. is kind of cool for casual listening. So, yep. Let's see how successful that is. I think it might be time for a Gunna Geek. That's right. So, as you guys know, we are very proud members of the Gunna Geek podcast network you can find that over at gunnageek.com and this week we want to talk about one of the great shows over there called legends of shield and we've got episode number 223 agents of shield and the title of that episode is a life earned now before i read the description have you guys been watching agents of shield this year uh, no, I I actually didn't finish last season oh yet God. either. This season I'm is way so behind. Good. I've got I've got to catch up on last Fridays because we were busy with some stuff. But such a good good season so far. Oh, it's amazing. I enjoyed it. I just I'm so far behind. There's just so much to watch. Yeah, I mean, it, this one at the end of last. Oh, I won't spoil it for you, but it, it's really really good. But basically, on Legends of Shield, director Stargate Pioneer Agent Haley, Agent Lauren, and consultant Michelle discuss the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, fourth episode, titled A Life Earned. They also run down the Marvel News Roundup and discuss listener feedback. Specific topics include if the agents believe Deke or not, a.k.a. Jeff Ward, um, what Deke's room amenities include, which direction the lighthouse floors are numbered, May and Sonara's fight, and the Calv uh, that's known as the Cavalry versus Smurfette, and Fitz's back. So... A great episode. I remember watching that. And give those guys a listen over a, a listen hey, at Legends of Shield. Can I ask you a quick question sure. here, real fast? Ward, Ward, the, the 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 guy that the alien took over his body. Yeah. I thought he's dead. He is. Is 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 actual Ward back? No, 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 without no, the alien. No, 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 no. Deke, aka Jeff Ward, not Ward from Agent Ward. This is this is someone Ward. else. Ward. Yeah. That that ward is is core gone. ward. <laughs> that ward is gone. You'll just have to get caught up to see see what they're talking about there. But really, yeah, is behind. a great season of Agents of Shield. But now I know Fitz is back. Thanks. Well, you don't know where he was and and what's even going on, and I'm not going to tell you. But 
Um, if you're a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., give Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. a, a listen. You can find them over at GunnaGeek.com, and um, they cover all things, both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Marvel News. So I'm sure you're going to like that if you're into the Marvel stuff. So. It's an old throwback to Bush from the 90s. Yeah, come down. It also, uh, Bush 41 or Bush 43? 42. <laughs> Time for the weekly garnish. That's right. Now, do you guys know the band Dream Theater? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, monsters in the progressive rock world, in the modern era, fairly modern era. And there's a video out there um, that shows John Petrucci, who is the guitar player from Dream Theater, and he's with a guy on YouTube, and I can't, I think his channel is The Family Jewels, but I'm not sure on that. Um, you'd have to look up and watch the video. But he goes in, and it's kind of a promo video for this um, guitar series. He's got a BC Rich guitar, I think it is. But he's there with this guy on his channel as a special guest, and they jam out to the Super Mario Brothers theme. And I know Adam, was it last week, week before? Yeah, I was tinkering around with yeah, that. Yeah, tinkering around with the bass line. <laughs> And when these guys are way better than Adam, oh, when you see what John Petru- John Petrucci is <laughs> is amazing. But when you see this, it just it, it's mind blowing. Like how insanely good and how insanely talented he is on the guitar. It's very very cool mm-hmm. and something for you know any any Nintendo fan or geek out there is gonna love this because of the way they just put this mashup together of the music. Now, the second half of the video, they, they are just chatting about a couple things. It's not a real long video, but um, the musical yes. part of it alone is just mind-blowingly good. So it's about three minutes, and the channel is Family Jewels, but Jewels is spelled J-U-L-E-S. Right, right. And it looks like um, he's sponsored by Ernie Ball, so it's a music Ernie man. Ernie Ball, that's what it was. Uh, Monarchy mm-hmm. Series Majesty guitar that he's kind of plugging here. And, and It's 218K views, and I think 217 is... Damn. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, it's so good, though, this video. I mean, I, I can't play guitar very well at all. I, I can strum a few basic chords, and that's about it. I, I'm a drummer, and, and that's where my talents lay. But um, as a musician, you watch this, and you just see how effortlessly his fingers are flying all over there playing these notes, and it's just perfect. And you see just how simple he makes it look. I mean, it's truly – I mean, there's a lot of respect there at, at – just the, the casualness that he can make that appear when it's insanely difficult what he's doing. Absolutely. Very cool. So check that out, guys. We're going to have that link in the show notes. And it's like I said, it's only a three-minute video. Go check it out Do if you want to see some phenomenal musicianship. Um, so that's our uh, that's our show for Episode 60. We want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to find out more about us, digitalsouppodcast.com is the place to do so. Uh, you will find all of our social media links, places to subscribe. If you want to hit that subscribe button in your iTunes, if you haven't already, please do that and leave us a good review. Uh, no bad ones. That'd be great. And then uh, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell, uh, tell an acquaintance a friend of that me. you listen to us. And uh, we hope that you guys are enjoying our show. Um, I like, I've gotten into the habit of listening to podcasts now on all my commutes. i got a half-hour drive. And so in one day I can listen to about it about one episode of our of our show with break time in between. Not that I listen to our show, but a show our length. <laughs> it's the only podcast he I like talking to. and then listening to myself talk. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so from all of us at the Digital Suit Podcast, all you guys, have a good one. We'll catch you next week. Take care, guys. <laughs> Later, Gators. Mm-hmm.